93 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And sort of an overcast morning and uh, I'd call this just about a skeleton crew, wouldn't you? Yes, I would, Perry. How you doing, Alan? Doing good, Perry. Yeah, we got a... Uh, we got people under the weather. We got, of course, Greg is still uh, recuperating from his, um, as he calls it, head-on collision with the floor. And uh, Ronnie's uh, doing a little sheet time. He's under the weather. I think he got COVID, which uh, a lot of people have had it. Deb Williams has had it twice. And uh, so uh, it's just something that that's happening from time to time to the same people. My son's had it twice. So, uh it was uh, uh, very unfortunate that Ronnie got it, but uh, I think we may have him on the phone here. You out there, Ronnie? I certainly am, guys. How you doing, buddy? Well, that's good. We uh, we miss you, and I just wanted to tell you why we got you on the phone here that I uh, thought you and Alan did a great job last week. Y'all don't need me at all. Are you hearing Ronnie? Barely here. Yeah, I'm barely hearing him too. I don't know exactly what's going on here. Uh, uh, we'll try to figure it out, but let's see. That's better. How's yep. that sound? No, I can't hear Ronnie too good. How about how about now? You out there, Ronnie? I'm not hearing Ronnie. Ronnie, we're just not hearing you for some reason. I got to figure out what's wrong with the phone because we've got a guest at eleven o'clock. Let me let me fool around with this thing a little bit, and uh, I'll tell you when to call me back because we're we're just barely picking you up, buddy. All right, I'm sorry. Well, that was Ronnie uh, Black for a minute. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I did. Uh, there was one button over here pushed that shouldn't have been, and uh, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know. We got to get straightened out before we have our guests, but uh, it was quite a uh, interesting week of racing last week with uh, the penalties and the fines and uh, stuff like that that went on at Pocono. Yeah, and uh, uh, some pretty vicious crashes there. But uh, yep, let's talk about the fine because you were uh, uh, the, on the uh, Joe Gibbs cars that finished one two. They uh, they got caught for out and out cheating. 
Yes, they did. Uh, Why don't you explain what exactly what that is? You, you did the best explanation I've seen of it. Well, uh, the front nose piece up there has got an indention in it, and whenever you can, uh, before you put the wrap on, if you take some of that good tape that we got out here nowadays and you kind of take that indention out of it, and then you put the wrap over the top of it, and it kind of takes that, that part out of the equation as far as aerodynamics, and everybody knows aerodynamics at a racetrack like Pocono, where you do get up to, you know, 170 mile an hour down them straightaways, and uh, uh, you take a little bit of air off of that nose and stuff, and it gives you more down pressure all the way around. Uh, your cars actually performed like the 11 and 18 did at the end of the race. They just kind of checked out on their own, and uh, but uh, whenever. Uh, NASCAR impounded the two cars, and they took them back to the R&D center. And for some reason, the guys at the at the fab shop thought that whenever they pulled the wrap, NASCAR pulls the wrap off the car. And I uh, didn't know they did that. Kind of keeps keeps a check on the the parts that they get from the manufacturer. And uh, the boys at the fab shop thought that whenever they pulled the wrap off the car, uh, the tape would actually stick to the wrap. Well, guess what? What? It stuck to the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you pull it back, and they say, "Uh uh-oh, look at here. And uh, you automatically modified the nose of a a factory part. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, Don't get me wrong. They should DQ. Well, we've always seen fines and stuff like that. I like that NASCAR stepped up and said, DQ. DQ, disqualify. But... I, and I understand that, which I think was the right thing to do. Yeah, this is but this, this is the first time in what fifty years? Sixty two. Sixty two years since a a car was DQ'd for something on the racetrack. At Cherokee Speedway, you may see one every Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> well to back to, to clarify that just a little bit, I uh um know that when I wrote the the first book on the silent speedways, I covered all the tracks that they don't use anymore in North and South Carolina. And that took place in 1960 at Wilson, North Carolina. And it was Emmanuel Zervakis. They used yep. to call him the golden Greek. And he had a 60 Chevrolet and uh gas tank was a little too big. Yeah. So they just qualified him and gave the win to Joe Weatherly. But, uh, 62 years ago since that's happened. And, uh, but you know, I, I don't think that was strong enough. Uh, yeah. Take the race away from them. But, um, now the thirty-four car, which is uh, McDowell, yep. and uh, was that front row racing? Yep. What was it they did? Because they got uh, penalized so bad yep. that they got uh, hundred thousand dollars and stuff like that. Yeah, and owner po- hundred owner points. Hundred owner points. And then if they somehow win a race and make the playoffs, they're going to hit them again. Well, that's uh, I mean, I, I did not actually check up on Dale's situation. De- Deb will know. Yep, Deb will actually know in her next segment and. Uh, but uh, the 11 and the 12, uh, I mean, 18 car, uh, they, I ain't going to say deserve what you get, but uh, it's not right that you have a, the other car teams. It's about like uh, getting thrown out over at Gaffney. I mean, you can, uh, it's not right that, I ain't going to say for the guys that's actually doing it correct and stuff like that, that you let a guy, somebody said, well, they should have just find them and stuff. No. And I'm like uh, Chase Elliott. Bring me the trophy. You should be man. Denny Hamlin should be man enough to take the trophy to Chase. When if they showed up in Indy, Denny Hamlin should be man enough to walk over to Chase Elliott's trailer with that trophy in his hand 
and hand it to him and said, you know, congratulations. Did you see that you, picture? As like they say, you win as a team, you lose as a team. All right, a couple of thoughts on this. First of all, who said they don't need the body man anymore? Because I think that was uh, some pretty creative work there. Why didn't it happen on the 20 and the 19 cars? Well, uh, you know that in some of these places, I think it's in uh, Hendricks that you might have this team and this team in one shop area, mm-hmm. and you might have the other two teams over in a different shop area. Yeah. And uh, everybody says what all goes in the same shop. It don't. No, it don't. It won't bleed over into the next garage area. Not necessarily. The, the, it's like we've always said. Well, I've always said the least amount of people that knows what you're doing is better off that you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you only get one or two that knows it, and you're trustworthy with them one or two, but if you start letting five and six, next thing you know, this guy's talking to this guy. And that guy's talking to the other guy, and now the whole you got 30, 40 people that knows it. And well, I felt kind of bad for Jada. She had it snatched away from her. But um, another thing, I don't see why um, whatever, and, and Deb will know what the 34 team did, why they got hammered as hard as they did, because they, uh, um, to, to me, that was just an overt out, out and out cheating. What, well, what, uh, Gibbs team did and uh did you see the picture of Denny Hamlin eating breakfast Monday morning no I didn't well there he put it out on his I, I don't follow anybody in fact I don't even know how to use Twitter and that stuff but he put it out on one of those kind of uh, social media accounts of him at the breakfast table or at the breakfast counter there in his home with a trophy sitting over here beside him and the trophy uh, evidently has an eagle on it and he had that piece of tape in its mouth in the eagle's mouth and he said, I'm not giving back. The, this is paraphrasing it, but he said, I'm not giving back the trophy. And I'm, uh, and good luck getting that checkered flag back for my daughter. Well, so, I mean, but I never liked him anyway. And I've said that for five years and, and even before on the previous show. I just think Denny Hamlin's a jerk and he uh, he's proved a, it again. Well, he's a jerk. You know, him and Chase has had a history at Martinsville. So, uh, guess what? Well, they're going to a road course. Well, those are great yeah, for payback. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chase, Chase should just say, well, if you ain't going to give me my trophy back, I'm going to give you something else to think about, But which both of them is going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong. What if Denny Hamlin becomes our champion? Uh, do you put an asterisk beside it? Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't, don't know why. Do, do you put an asterisk beside it? That, that year I know that I've won this championship and I've got DQ'd in a race. And, I mean, that's uh, – it's going to make a good storyline, put it that way. Well, it is a good storyline now. Ronnie, if you're listening, because we got to use Deb here on the phone, call me back because I think I found the problem. Call me back and we'll put you straight on the air because i got to get the, I got to make sure the phones are working. And uh, You know, at Cherokee Speedway, when somebody protests you over there, you got to put up money, and then uh, i got to put up money to accept that protest. And uh, if I don't... If I'm illegal, I lose my money too. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see if we got Ronnie on the line here. Ronnie, you there? There we go. Uh, well, I can hear you now. That you, let me tell you how smart you are, Ronnie. You uh, told me that other time we had problems with the phone, and we finally got it straightened out during the show. You said, "Take a picture of the board." And see what lights are lit up and keep that for a reference. Well, that's what I just did. 
And uh, that's why you're back on the air. Okay, well, uh, and I gave that picture to you, so you didn't have any trouble last week. And y'all had a real good show. Um, I'm not, I, I have no idea what you were saying earlier, but we got a few minutes here. What were you, what were you telling us from the, from uh, your uh, Sheets location? Ronnie? From your location on the Sheets? Oh. In bed. <laughs> <laughs> well uh you know it was kind of shades of uh when nelson was involved with it bless his heart we um he and i used to take turns whoever went first would always was picking keselowski because he was red hot back then so when um when y'all tried to give me uh the, the 51 car i heard that but uh <laughs> hey oh hey, hey, let me tell you this I, I should wait until when deb's on there but when uh, uh, I made my picks, I texted them in to uh, to um, Alan, but Deb's pick was like 45 minutes earlier because, you know, when you send a text, it puts the time stamp on it. And I was going to protest it. I picked because I, I gave him three choices. I said the nine, the one, and uh, somebody else, whoever it was. But Deb was about 45 minutes, I think it was, ahead of me, or I was going to. I was going to say, wait a minute, I beat her to it. So, anyway, all's fair in love and love uh, and the Nelson Crozier Trophy. Well, y'all, y'all keep fighting for the lead up there, and I'll, I'll hold down the bottom. Okay, you do that. And uh, you get well soon, uh, Ronnie. We need you back here. Football season's coming. Now, somebody needs you for that, I know. How, you know, when's your when's your time up? I'm hoping maybe get out here tomorrow. Okay, that'll be great. Well, thank you, Ronnie. We appreciate you calling in and uh, um, get back to us as soon as possible. I sure will. Y'all, what? Y'all keep up the good work. Well, Ronnie, uh, since we got you on the phone, how about giving us your pick while we got there? You, you go. Here? Oh wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Yet. We're going to Indy to a road course, so. Uh, You want to text it to me? I mean, we're, we got. Okay. Well, we already had about 18 minutes of it, but, uh, yeah, you, uh, okay. All right. Text it to me and we'll, uh, we'll put you in there. All right, buddy. See you later. Ronnie black. And, uh, no, uh, he's, uh, we miss Ronnie. He's a he's a great. He's been on the show longer than anybody. I guess he yep. longer than Greg. And Greg's one of the originals. Ronnie's one of the originals from way back. So uh, we uh, we need Ronnie every week. Well, I tell you what. Let's take our first break and come back. We'll talk to Deb Williams and find out exactly what happened with uh, with all these DQs and everything. I think she was up there, wasn't she? I think she was. All right. Well, she might have. She might have a lot of information we don't know about. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Oh, good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing well. And uh, just uh, Alan and I this morning, we still got Greg out on the, on IR. And Ronnie, he's got COVID. I think you've had it twice. My son's had it twice. So, so it's... Uh, but I think he's on the on the upside of it. He thinks he's getting out tomorrow, and I hope he does. Well, 
quite an interesting, quite an interesting weekend at Pocono. Yep. And then it was the end of the regular season for the truck series, and that series started its playoffs last year at IRP with Grant Enfinger getting the win to move on, being guaranteed a slot in the, the round of eight now. Yeah. Let's go back to Pocono for a second, though. Um, we have had a very uh, detailed explanation. Actually, Alan Hill's brother, Mike, um, who works on the IMSA wheeling engineering team gave a set Alan a, a texted him a diagram of exactly what the Gibbs team did. And it was, uh, you know, it was an overt action of, uh, of cheating. And, but what I don't understand is, well, f- first of all, what did the 34 team, that's, a, that's front row racing, right? What did they do to get penalized? Cause it, it almost looks like they got hammered worse than, uh, the Gibbs team. That's true. You're right about that. You know, and they're also trying to find a sponsor for Kyle Bush now. So if you're a company and you're looking at it and this happens, are you going to go, mm, maybe not? So when you look at everything that was lost there, and then you go back to the Michael McDowell situation, uh, that was after the car was taken back to and um, yeah there was a part that was actually I think they had done some modification to it or it wasn't exactly the, the right piece but they have appealed it so the fact that they have appealed it means that until the appeal is ruled upon they continue to work their people there's no suspensions there and once the appeal has been finished and that's been ruled yay or nay or modification then that's when the penalties were would be implemented there but it was interesting because there was there's speculation about you know did they really feel like they have a good case for the appeal or did they want the crew chief to maintain his role for this weekend at Indy? Did they consider that more beneficial uh, than, say, having him on the pit box at Daytona, which ends the regular season? So there's also some things to look at there as far as which works out best for us. And um, it'll be 
be interesting to see how that that comes off. But, um, the the deal that was um, for the 34, it was the modification of a single source supplied part. And it shows that um, there was something that was modified about a, a part they, they had that you weren't supposed to touch that you bought from the vendors. And that's also what that's what I thought. I mean, that was a part that uh, was supplied by somebody else, by a vendor. But uh, I guess what made me think it was more severe was the 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 add-on that if the 34-car team made the playoffs, they were going to get get nailed again with more penalties. Okay, well... Um, because you get the, you get the playoff points throughout the year. That's where the stages are so important. And those playoff points carry through the playoffs if you make it from one round to the next round. Those points carry with you. Okay. So they have, if they lose their appeal, they have 10 less points to carry with them through the playoffs. Well, you know, that team's been doing real good. It seems like McDowell... I, I'm surprised he's not a little higher up, but in the in the standings because I guess maybe it's just recently, but they're in the top ten. It seems like every week. That's a good team, and and he's especially good on road courses. He is, and uh, then of course the uh, super speedways, two point five and two point six six mile, and that's why they were looking at was well, everything is pretty much set in stone for Daytona for the end of the regular season. Did they feel it was more critical for his crew chief, Blake Harris, to be with him at Indianapolis this weekend on the road course than at Daytona for the regular season finale? And by appealing it, the team stays intact until the, all the appeals have been uh, gone through and ruled upon. And I, that's why I thought it was interesting that JGR didn't even bother to appeal it it reminded me of a story that I was told uh, from a crew person who said, who admitted to me, he said, and this was years ago when Dick Beatty was running the cup garage, and the person told me, said, we had the car cheated up. We knew it was cheated up. It was cheated up pretty good. And we got caught at Pocono. And he said when Dick Beatty looked at us and told us it was cheated and he said, now, Dick, you know we built that car right by the book. No, you didn't. This is wrong, this is wrong. He said, now, Dick, you've been in our shop. You know where that rule book lays on the counter, and we built the car right beside it. It was 
what are you going to be your next? Where, where's going to be your next appearance? Wow, that's a good one. That's upstate New York. I hear it's beautiful up there. That's uh, um, in fact, I had uh, some family members that came down for the wedding are uh, from Ithaca, which I think is pretty close by. I think he said it was less than an hour from Watkins Glen. Beautiful country. It is. It's in uh, Finger Lakes. All of that's in the Finger Lakes region. And it's not unusual for people that cover Watkins Glen or some of the race teams to actually stay in Ithaca because there's not enough. There used to were not enough hotel rooms in the Elmira Corning, New York area. Okay. That's what I understand. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about the point standings for a, a second. Now, back in the Nelson Crozier days, as I was saying earlier, whoever used to go first between he and I always went for Keslowski because that was back when Keslowski was winning or coming close to it just about every week. So, uh, so that I, that resonated with me when you picked uh, Chase Elliott this week. I said, "Well, that's that's great. I'm glad she got." chase because that's exactly what nelson used to do to me so congratulations on the win and uh uh that perfectly perfectly legal as far as i'm concerned now um well I mean, yeah of course I, I was telling him also that i texted my three choices you know if i couldn't get the first one i'd take the second one or the third one i texted three choices to alan that morning and but you came on the air and uh you made your pick, and I know about when you made it because your when your segment runs, and I had actually picked Chase first and um, Chastain second, but you picked forty five minutes before I sent my text to Allen, so you uh you got it fair and square. I thought I I thought I found a loophole, but I didn't. Deb, this is Alan. Uh, since Perry was so much closer to me in points, I decided to give you the nine. <laughs> no, well, I mean, she, she that's wouldn't have you, got, That's what you get for being the points keeper over here, and, and the man, it keeps the. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting here looking like I was really wanting to give the nine to Ronnie. <laughs> well, I can tell you that the commissioner trumps the points keeper, so uh, I'm the commissioner, and I would have uh, had to make a ruling. But the standings couldn't be much closer, and I appreciate you keeping up with us for us, Deb. I've got 29 points. Alan's got, that looks like 28. Uh, it is. Deb's got 24. Lanny's got 23. So, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty tight there. Jada's got 11. And Greg's got 10, and Ronnie's got 7. So, uh, let's go ahead and do our picks for this week. Uh, Alan, Ronnie has already picked uh, Truex. Okay. Deb, go ahead. I'll let you do it to me again if you want to. Thank you. I'm going to take Chase again. All right. You can have him. Uh, who was good on a road course? Um, I'll, I'll, well, he won at Coda, so I'll take Chastain. Oh, you I think take, he won at Coda. You're going to take the one car. So uh, we could probably give Greg 21 car since he likes uh, the Wood Brothers. He likes there. the Wood Brothers. Uh, Lanny's probably going to take us in the 12 car, so I'm going to go ahead and put a small 12 there beside <laughs> Lanny. Uh, I think I'm going to go, uh, mm, I think I'm going with the 18 car. I think he's going to come back with revengeance. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. I tell you, I hope they've, uh, taken a, a good look at the way they've got the turtles and things fastened down to the road course there at, at Indianapolis 
because uh remember last year all those things started coming up and they were flying all over the track and cars were literally running over these uh these things and getting airborne and it tore up a lot of race cars in uh xfinity race especially last year so uh Oh, what'd they do? They've removed all of them and, and put in a different, um, a different way of, of marking it. But the issues they had last year and the, the product that they used last year is no longer there. Okay. Well, Deb, uh, I've seen a little, uh, you know, Twitter deal of uh, about the trophy. Uh, Chase says that you should bring me the trophy, and Denny says, I don't think you're going to get it. What do you think about it? I'd I'd have a whole lot more respect for Denny. I mean, I've kind of lost it a little bit, and uh, but he would get back up on my, you know, high standards if he would walk down, take that trophy to Chase's, you know, truck this week and said, here, y'all want it. We're going to win as a team, and we're going to lose as a team. What do you think about that? Well, and when Chase had his Zoom conference on Monday morning, he said he didn't want the trophy because he didn't earn it. And then Denny did a booth or a takeoff on Twitter where he was sitting there eating, and he the caption on it was eBay. trophy and and a used bottle of champagne and he was sitting there eating and on his on the right was a bottle of champagne and on the left was the trophy and he had taken some duct tape and stuck in the eagle's mouth on the trophy yeah i was talking about that a little bit earlier and he said good luck getting the flag back from my daughter Yeah, kind of a uh, kind of different circumstances, but uh, you're right about that. Circumstances, but you know, it took him the family over what forty years to finally get the trophy they should have had. So I'm sure if uh, yeah, no, I I wouldn't want a trophy in my house that I didn't earn. So well. Yep. There you go. Because the NASCAR uh, Hall of Fame. That's exactly right. That's where it needs to go, right there with a video right behind it. <laughs> well, uh, put that rap in there, too. But, the, uh, um, you know, the NCAA took Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy from him for uh, uh, a violation that wouldn't even – it wouldn't even be a violation the way they're handling college football now. But, anyway, that's another story. Deb uh, – Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he left us quite a quite a while ago and didn't get to enjoy that. And I read something about Jim Thorpe not too long ago that that crushed him. That was one of the 
that was something that that it dispirited him for the entire rest of his life. I and t- I tell you where I read that. I read that when I I saw Jim Thorpe, um, the uh, the movie biopic that that Burt Lancaster played him. I think it was made about 1950, and uh, Jim Thorpe was uh, the uh, you know he was there on the set you know uh, as the expert because it was about his life and uh, Burt Lancaster said that said that he was still just. Uh, he even cried about it. So anyway, Deb, anything else? You got about a minute or so to tell us what we need to know. Well, I'm sure people have heard that Kurt Bush is still not clear to return to the 45 car this weekend. So Ty Gibbs will back, be back in the 45 car this weekend at Indianapolis. And it will be very interesting to see how he performed since this week on in the 45, as well as he Pocono with more, no more time and no more stem time than he had in that car. He had never even sat in a cup car until he stepped, got into it, climbed into it that morning at Pocono on Sunday morning. And, and Eric Jones signed again with Petty for next year, right? Well, uh, uh, it's the number one thing on Jayski that Eric Jones is returning to Petty GMS Racing. So, uh, uh, it's well, he said he was. I mean, he, t- he told us last week at Pocono that he was happy and that he was Okay, Deb. All right. You're the best. Appreciate all the information. Good luck to you taking my driver again. And uh, we'll, talk to, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sounds good. Have a good week. You too. That's Deb Williams. She's the uh, smartest lady I know. Yeah, because she's taking my driver. Well, I'm not going to give her the first pick next week. I mean, I think I've been pretty generous with this. So, uh, all right, let's take a break. Come back and get the local scene from Allen. Before we go to the top of the hour and come back with Ronnie Thomas, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to the game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. 
Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality. And visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. Uh, welcome back to Start Your Engines. And when the bad moon rises, that usually means uh, Alan's going to tell us what's happening locally. All right. We're going to start off with Cherokee Speedway. They had the Mid-East Summer Classic over there last Saturday night. Had six divisions of racing. We're going to start off with the Mid-East Street Stocks Division, paying $1,500 to win. Uh, first place went to Caleb McLaughlin. Second went to Ricky Green. Third went to Patrick Lyons. And the 602 Late Model Division. Paying $1,200, that went to first place, Brian Mullis. Second went to Cole Apple. Third went to Chris Joyce. In the Open Wheel Modified Division, first place went to Ethan Wilson. Second went to Ty Norder. And third went to Noville Jackson. And uh, Thunder Bombers, 
First place went to Rod Tucker. Second went to Luke Doggett. Third went to Benji Knight. In fifth place in that division, we got to check this out. We got to find out. Uh, Luke Clements. And I think that's uh, part of the Clements racing engines over here. Well, I hope you're right. We need, so, uh, we need one we coming up. I need uh, We need to check into that. Now, where, where, where I, was somebody it? asked me this week that uh, did I know that he was part of the Clements family over there. I said, uh, I haven't heard, but we'll check on it. So uh, we need to check on that. If but, anybody uh, out there knows, give us a holler. Yep. Front wheel crowd division. First place went to Chris Meadows. Second went to Travis Jameson. Third went to Scott Collinger. And the 604 late models paying $2,000 to win in this division. The big main event of the night. First place went to Dylan Brown. Second went to Jeremy Steele. And third went to John Ruggiero Jr. Moving up the road a little bit to Harris Speedway. That's up in North Carolina. Uh, long history up there at Speedway. Been up there ever since the 1950s. Uh, their main feature up there was the many late models, but also had seven other divisions racing. We're going to start off with the Thunder Bombers. First place went to Tyler Geis. Second went to Brandon Satterfield. Third went to Dwayne Worley. In the front-wheel drive division, first place went to Tyler Capps. Second went to Christian Byers. Third went to Jonathan Butler. Crate Sportsman division, first place went to Cody Ursley. Second went to Jake Jackson. Third went to Tanner Fortune. Young Guns division, first place went to Nick Norris. Second went to Keeley Laws. Third went to Dale Bennett. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Josh Blanton. Second went to Michael Thomason. Third went to Josh Mathis. In the Pure Stock Division, first place. Whoop. Something was went wrong. Something did. But uh, Pure Stock Division, first place went to Taylor Johnson. Second went to Michael Paris. And third went to Josh Ayers. In the Sharp Mini Late Model Division, second place went to Dustin Snyder. Second went to Ryan Brown. And third went to Preston Beckham. Okay, now moving over here to Traverse Rest Speedway. That's over in Greenville County. Uh, got the big 11.30 curfew over there. All racing has to be done by 11.30. No engines can be cranked up after 11.30. But uh, last night, they had uh, seven divisions racing over there. Uh, Extreme Four Division. First place went to Tyler Cap. Second went to Michael Coggins. Third went to Josh Winfield. And the Thunder Bombers division. First place went to Dustin Morris. Second went to Tyler Geis. Third went to Will Williams. In the rookie division, first place went to Dalton McGrew. Second went to Chance Coggins. Third went to Nick Norris. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to J.J. Coggins. Second went to Cody Jones. Third went to Matt Tucker. Crate Sportsman division. A regular over there at Traverse Rest Speedway. First place went to Timmy Smith. Second went to Roger Gillum. And third went to Blade Edwards. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Kevin Nations. Second went to Jason McGrew. Third went to Devin Kelly. Extreme Four Division, first place went to Justin Harris. Second went to Mitchell Coggins. And third went to Trenton Jamison. Okay, as far as tonight's racing. Tonight's racing, we're going to move up here to Harris Speedway. We're going to start them off. They got the Carolina Sprint cars up there. Going to pay $1,000 to win. A big deal up there at Harris Speedway to bring in the Carolina Sprint cars. Uh, division that you like to watch, Perry. The vintage. No, the Sprint cars. The, the wing Sprint cars. The little cars that they have to push off. Oh, yeah? Kind of like uh, 
uh, pretty fast to be up there at Harris Speedway. Also on hand is going to be the 602 late models. They're going to have the Renegade Street Stock Combined Class, the Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bomber Futures, Pure Stock, Stock Front Wheel Drive. Gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. at Harris Speedway. Drivers meeting at 7 p.m. Pits is $30. Grandstand 15. Kids 12 and under get in free. And now tonight at Cherokee Speedway, this is a Stick Elliott Memorial Race. I remember Stick. Remember Stick? I do. I do Stick, very well. Stick drove my daddy's car about four or five times over there. It, and we got a picture of him uh, winning in that car. And uh, he's standing there beside the car with the trophy. And uh, everybody laughed at it. And they said, did Stick Elliott ever drive that car? I said, sure did. And matter of fact, I had the picture of it. But uh, there, they go uh, stick out at Memorial. They're bringing in the Carolina Clash Super Late Models. Going to pay them boys $4,000 to win. Uh, also on hand is the Super Sportsman Division, Thunder Bombers, the 602 Late Models, the Pro 4, Extreme 4, and Young Guns V8. Stands is $20. Pitts is $35. Gates will open up at Cherokee Speedway at 4 p.m. this afternoon. Driver's meet will be at 7 so uh a lot of good local racing going on and as far as our super late models super late models everybody knows that last year i was talking a lot about brandon overton mm -hmm. winning everything well this year i'm talking about jonathan davenport all right he won the eldora million mm. uh started off uh, last saturday night <clears throat> he picked up 53 more thousand dollars at the silver dollar nationals Second went to Tim McCready. Second went to Devin Moran. And third went to Mike Mahler. Also, later on in this, oh, well, this past week that we just had, Jonathan Davenport went to the Hawkeye 50. That's his bit Boone Speedway in Kansas and picked up another 20 grand. So, uh, uh, he's doing pretty good. He's doing real good. <laughs> Probably picked up about a hundred thousand dollars in this past week. So, uh, uh, <laughs> between his million dollars well i say that but uh he posted up that i think he took a week off uh the following week before this and uh so uh well he, he should have he uh come in with a fresh attitude uh took a week off sometimes people don't understand that these boys stay gone for six and seven days As a matter of fact i went over here i done a little bit bit of work for barry right over there and uh that's when uh uh madden was driving for him and uh them boys they had uh they had a lady come in and barry would give her money she would go to the grocery store <clears throat> bring all the food in there put it in the holler because whenever they left there they get to one race track they have to cook right there they do everything right there at the racetrack uh and everybody that's been to gaffney and stuff watch these boys whenever they come in there just as soon as that race is over they load their cars up and they usually have three or four divisions that's left over that keeps the crowd there so that them super late mile boys can load their cars and get their tractor and trailers out of that parking lot mm. and they're on their way to the next race for the next night and then uh, they don't have to fight the traffic trying to get out of the racetrack and everybody knows that that's kind of a problem sometimes but uh that's a good plan but uh it's a pretty good plan for the super late miles if you run the lucas oil series you automatically have to start their race by, I think it's about 9, 9.30 each night. You have to kind of 
deal with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody, I seen where Cherokee said that they was posted up that uh, this is the big stick Elliott Memorial race coming here today, and they will keep posting up as far as everybody knows that rain's been moving in in the afternoons. We had a big flood up here in mm. Spartanburg uh, Thursday. I don't know if you got any rain, Perry. We got some rain, but that wasn't like a lot of people, and certainly not like the people up yep. in Kentucky and that are getting washed away so uh like i say just keep a check on uh your weather forecast just keep an eye on your clouds and stuff and everybody knows that somehow or another them clouds they'll kind of follow that broad river over there and uh but if you see it coming up from union you might as well say load the truck let's get out of this infield because uh you've been over there one time when it I, rained I, I, I did it's <laughs> tough to get out of there in a golf cart <laughs> it's real tough to get out of there matter of fact uh we sat over there one night, which we knew was coming back the next night, and uh, they had to call everything off. And Danny looked at me, and he said, uh, I don't think his truck and trailer would get out up that hill over there. I said, well, we just got out there and dropped the trailer right there. And uh, the truck would make it. Uh-huh. But, but pulling that race car with the enclosed trailer and all, whenever it starts up that hill, uh, Jada said, we're going to leave the car, which, you know, she always names our cars, mm-hmm. Princesses and Sunshine and stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, she said, we're going to leave princess back here tonight. Uh, I said, I guess we are, honey, <laughs> but I also would like to thank my guest last week for, uh, a good interview. Nathan, Nathan Showtime Pierce, Nathan Showtime Pierce, a good interview. Uh, did he get his 505th or whatever at Harris? No, he, uh, he, he finished fourth up at Harris. I checked on him earlier in the week. He finished fourth up at Harris last Saturday night, but, uh, I think it was one of them deals that, uh, it, it, these racetracks, you usually draw for your starting position in the heat race. And sometimes, uh, Danny would walk down pit road. And if I seen a smile on his face and he looked at me and we're going to start on the front row of the heat race, it was pretty much over with it unless the car broke and, uh, very seldom did the car break down and, uh, uh, but if I see him come down pit road and he just walked right on by me, I said, Oh, we're going to have our work cut out for us tonight. <laughs> so, uh, didn't, uh, didn't we have a situation? Was it last year or maybe the year before when Lucas oil called off the race at Cherokee speedway and they're up in Indiana, uh, yep. Indianapolis or something. Yep. And they could have actually had the race. Could have actually had the race. Uh, Lucas oil's pretty bad about, uh, calling this deal off. Uh, they may call it off two days early if they see mm. the, the forecast deal. And uh, don't get me wrong, that's the reason uh, the XR series come in. And uh, these boys that pulls these tractor, I mean, it's not really a tractor trailer, but it is a enclosed motor coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody knows what the price of this fuel is now, that these boys have to spend a ton of money pulling these rigs to the to the track and stuff. And uh, But uh, to call that race off that early, you know, and don't get me wrong, you got these sprint cars that's coming into Harris tonight. Them boys is going to be pulling along two and 300 miles to come down here to mm-hmm. a race. And uh, if, uh, you know, if you can call it off and save these boys a little bit of time and money. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, but, in about 40 seconds, how close are we are to getting uh, the 25T back out there? Uh, Mr. Wilson come by my house this morning about uh i'd say about nine o'clock i'm sitting Did he have his checkbook out uh yes he did <laughs> oh boy uh, oh yes he heard something he heard something through the grapevine that uh i done had sheet metal and stuff stacked out there in my shop and uh 
but I told him this morning, I said, look here. He said, uh, what's that? I said, if you ride by my shop and you see that boat pulled outside, that means I need some more room to work on something. And that means it's not the boat. That means I'm inside with the doors pulled down and the doors will be locked. That, uh, uh, <laughs> so that doesn't mean you're going fishing. That means you're working on a race car. That means I'm going to be fixing us a race car. Uh, All right. Well, we got to take a break right here. We'll be back at the top of the hour with Ronnie Thomas. This is Start Your Engines. The home of Open Mike, weekdays from 3 to 6. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. We are what you need to know. We begin at the NBA where on Friday night ESPN reported that the league has opened an investigation into possible tampering and early contact violations by the Philadelphia 76ers regarding the signings of James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Daniel House. NFL, the Washington Commanders have signed veteran offensive tackle Rashad Hill, who spent the past six seasons with the Minnesota Vikings. Baseball Friday night, the Seattle Mariners acquired all-star right-hander Luis Castillo from the Cincinnati Reds. The New York Post reports all-star right-hander Joe Musgrove close to a five-year, $100 million deal with the San Diego Padres, who had five home runs and a 10-1 win over the Twins. Yankees over the Royals 11-5. Aaron Judge, two home runs, including a grand slam. He leads the majors with four. 41 home runs. Dodgers 5-4 winners at Colorado. The Dodgers now 20-4 in the month of July. I'm Isaac Lowen. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat, and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM 3 studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's my great pleasure to welcome to the show one of my favorite guests every year and a good friend and uh, ambassador for stock car racing, Former Winston Cup driver and 1978 Rookie of the Year, Ronnie Thomas. Good morning, Ronnie. Hey, glad to be back on. Been, been almost a year since I talked to you guys. Yeah, we uh, we try to have the good ones on every year. <laughs> hey, maybe you have the worst ones on once a year and the good ones on several times a year. Is that okay? No, no, we 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 always go with the good ones, and you're you're in pretty good company with uh. Dale Lindman and Johnny Rutherford and uh, Mike Helton. And uh, it's great to have you on the show and to see you out at all these uh, events. And I, I know we got one coming up uh, in uh, Mount Airy. I think that's at the end of September, isn't it? Because I found out that, you know, a lot of the bands, you could put a 
what you had on it in 79 or 80 or 84, it really don't make a, a lot of difference. Uh, you know, the main thing I'm trying to do is keep the history alive and let people see a little bit of what it was about back then. Well, we talk a lot of... Uh you know, recent results. We talk about Formula One and what's going on in all different classes of racing. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, preserving the history is the main portion, uh, the, the main thing we do here. And that's why, you know, being from Spartanburg, having so much history. Oh, and let me say before I forget, Greg Moore gets all of our guests or 90% of them. And uh, appreciate you coming on. Greg. Greg's uh, a little laid up right now and couldn't make it. But I know you talked to him this week and appreciate your uh, – friendship with greg and, and just being available for us well the last the last time i was um of course i saw greg at the moonshine festival a couple of years ago and of course i would see him and his dad and his family around the cup tracks back in the day and i was a independent and they'd be pitting on one end of our garage and you know like on one end and i'd be down usually with like a jd mcduffie and jimmy beans and buddy Arrington and all those fellows and Dick May and we was kind of in the points, you know, back in the day, they if you was first or fifth or tenth in the points, they would line you up in the garage and one side would usually be the top 20 and the other side would be the top 40, so I was usually on the other end, but, you know, I always talked to them. Last time I was thinking about when I talked to Greg, I didn't tell him when I hung up. The last time I was at Bud's shop in Spartanburg was I was a kid. My dad went down there, and he, my dad had a Ford at that time. That would have been like 60, I don't know, 65 through about 68. And then he went to the, got that Plymouth off Teddy in 69. And I can't remember what he got, but when he come down there and get used, um, you know, engine parts and stuff and uh, off of Bud. And uh, what was the guy's name? And uh, Greg might remember, was it uh, Ken Miller? Keith Miller or something had an engine shop somewhere around that area. Do you guys remember that? Ken Miller. He worked for uh, Bondi Lone, didn't he? He built motors for uh, them a long time ago. He built some. He built a lot of dirt racing motors here. Actually built a motor that C.L. Pritchard won the $10,000 race in 1978 at Gaffney. You got, you got it. That's him. And he would um, we'd get parts and from different people. And the last time I was at Bud's shop, I uh, was a kid and my Jimmy Cox, my dad's crew chief at that time, would go a lot of times with my dad or on his own. But that's the last time I was in Bud's shop would have been in the 60s. But, um, Ronnie, that was that was uh, Alan Hill that made that comment, and you were just telling me when I got you on the phone that you you know his brother Mike Hill very well. Very well. I used to go down juniors. You know when I took over in uh, '78. Well, I ran four or five races in '77, so I could stay eligible for one run a rookie of the year in '78. But I used to go down juniors only about eh, maybe a little less than two hours. Juniors old shop an hour and fifty minutes from me, so I'd go down there. Probably every six weeks, I get uh, a lot of the fans when you tell them about used tires. A lot, we would get occasionally get a new set of tires, but most of the time we would run on used stuff. And today's uh, fans, when you hear used tires, uh, a lot of them are thinking about uh, even a team value. Used tire would be something they run maybe five, ten laps and save them for later on the race. Well, our used tires, a lot of times I go to down to Petty's, he's a couple hours the other way down towards Greensboro, Randleman I'd go to Petty's and I'd go to Junior's and they would save me, not just me, several teams uh, 
their takeoffs and like it back in the day you know now i don't know exactly what they do but they pretty well change compounds and all that about every race i'm sure back then you might go to say bristol and darnington and rockingham and dover i don't know if it's exactly the exact tracks but you might have one set of tires and greg and a lot of the guys would remember these that this that you would run one set of one type tire you'd have a left and a right and you would run those tires at like the same 10 times a year at five different tracks and you might have a for Saladay and Daytona with their own animal you might have a different compound for those two but you know you might go to Charlotte and Atlanta and Michigan and you might run that type of tire at those races so what we do we would uh, go to juniors and petties and I would and after the race at um, city track a lot of times I knew some of the guys, Coy and Hug and some of them guys from the Goodyear, and they would, I'd go up there and say, save me a couple sets of tires, and they would take the tires off after the race, and where the guys could just take their wheels back, and I might get, said, didn't matter who it was, you might get a couple sets here or there that probably only had 10, 15, 20 laps on. That's what we would actually race on. And I mean, you're not going to run up front, you're not going to win any races, and you're not going to have a top 10, but it would save you on your budget, and you know, allow you to run every year. Um, Ronnie, you, uh, we're speaking with Ronnie Thomas, by the way. Uh, I tell you, when we go to these events, like the the one up in uh, Mount Airy, the Moonshine Festival that's coming up, I tell you, when you pull up, and there's a lot of people bring race cars, and uh, some are uh, recreations, and some are the actual old race cars. And I tell you, when you drive up with your hauler, and that car on the back of it, and if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a, I believe it's a Monte Carlo, isn't it? But it, you, you stay. Ford Pontiac and a 63 cab over Ford truck, just like, you know, it's not the truck we use, but it's just like the one we used to uh, use back in the day. And Junior and my dad and everybody, we, I used it for three years. That's what started out. You just drive on the back of it and your tires was hauled. A lot of people use these type trucks that short tracks, dirt tracks, and uh, a lot of the people would get peoples like juniors and, you know, banjos and uh, Matthews, they'd get and uh, bud mowers, they would get their used trucks, and that's what they would use for several years to, to go around to dirt tracks and asphalt short tracks, but I, I will tell you, I saw that, that truck uh, a few months ago, I took it to Maryland, and I actually shipped it overseas to the Netherlands, and the guy that races over there is using it. And the reason I got rid of it is just, we used to, we was going to Richmond and Dover and all these, sometimes you'd, you know, you'd spend the night, and that's you spend the night at the motel, but sometimes, occasionally, you'd get there the night before you had to be there, and you'd park the truck out in the parking lot somewhere, and you just cannot, with the way things is happening in the world, you've got to be very careful with the truck with the car out and open, your tires out and open, and two or three of the boxes didn't have locks on them, and you never thought about anybody stealing stuff, but it got to the point where if you have a car like I got now, and a lot of these guys go around and show, you got to be very careful where you park this stuff now, so I let the truck go, and I'll just have an open trailer when I come to Mount Airy, uh, just have it on the back of an open trailer, so I guess well, I got a picture of that, and I just showed it to Alan, and a picture of your car that I took at Mount Airy last year. And I tell you what, I mean, I remember it being pretty, but uh, this is just absolutely gorgeous. That truck, uh, 
uh, and, and all those trophies lined up there on the back of it. And, by, and it is a Pontiac. I stand, I sit corrected. I thought it was a Monte Carlo, but it was a, it is a Pontiac, and a, it's just absolutely beautiful. Uh, how much to work? Uh, I mean, I guess you've got it. That's a restored race car, right? Or is that a recreation? Uh, you talking about my race car? Yes, sir. Good grief. Had a guy take it to a shop in North Carolina. He did a bunch of work on it. And then I went to, to Statesville and had work on it. And we back here and I probably put 50 or 60 hours on it here working on it. It's just, it's a lot. People do not realize when they see one of these stock cars, especially in the original, you know, I, I think it's part of the stuff is the original stuff that was run on it. And it's just, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, this is a labor of love. Uh, just like you was talking about Alan Hill there. He can tell you been in this stuff, and Greg can. It, people just do not realize when they're in the stands, if they've never been involved, you know, in the inner workings, working on a car, the nights, putting engines in, and crashing on a Saturday or Sunday and trying to get ready for the next week. I just don't, people don't realize how much. It, it's a labor of love, and that's just what it amounts to. You know, there's very few people make a living out of stock car racing, and, then, uh, you know, you just... Well, you know, uh, I just had Ronnie Black, who's on our show, just uh, texted me and said, uh, you know, we ought to put some of those pictures on the website. So I'm going to do that uh, this week and because uh, those are beautiful pictures. You said that um, and just uh, it, it is a gorgeous race car and the truck. Um, let me ask you this now. You uh, you said you had a, when I got you on the phone, you said I got a couple real good stories. So uh, we got about 10 minutes here. Give us a give us one. All right. The last time I talked to both of them, the last time I talked to Dale Sr. was either after Darlington or after Rockingham. And Earnhardt fans appreciate this one. It's kind of a funny story. He come up to me the next week, and I don't remember, like I said, which track we was at, but it was a track where, you know, you guys know, you go to Rockingham, we don't go anymore. When you go down in corner three, it was kind of tight down in there, and that, that Darlington back in the day, man, I mean, when you went down in number one, number three, uh, it was just hard. A lot of times you could make it rough on a hot dog or a factory back driver to pass you. If you wanted to back off a little bit and let them go down in front of you going in three or going in one, it would help them out. But if you, they caught you wrong down in there, they could be like on somebody's bumper in time they passed you. The other car would be separate car length ahead of them. You could just... You know, just slow that that much. But and and that's when that, that's when Darlington was flip flopped. It wasn't like it is now. It was, yeah, that the front where the front stretch is now was on the other side back then. Yep. But senior come up to me and the next week after that, and he said, Ronnie, I need to talk to you a minute. And I said, Yeah. 
and he said, uh, last week, doggone several times I come up on last week, said, darn it, you would, you, you kind of crowded me. And I said, what do you mean crowded you? Well, I went in the corner. Man, you kind of shoved me up the track a little bit. And I said, yeah, you kind of drugged me a little bit. And he said, well, you was crowding me. And I said, you need, I said, everybody else needs this much room. you got to give you three extra foot. But that was just his. come up and he said, you just need to give me a little bit of room. I said, all right, I know what I'm going to do. Next time we go to Darning Rockingham, it's kind of tight there. I said, I'll run halfway on the track and halfway on the apron. And instead of, and that'll give you a lane and a half. Is that enough room? And boy, he got mad and he walked off. And as the last time that guy ever spoke to me, <laughs> I was kind of being funny about it, but he didn't think it was funny. And then the last time I talked to Dale Jr. was at Martinsville and he was driving a lot of people. You remember he started out late model stock car. Right. We was at Martinsville. Now, a lot of people don't know when I went to Lake Mall and quit Cup in the late 80s. Man, we went to winning and winning and go to Martinsville and win and you know, and you had them Burton boys and Curtis Markham and Wayne Patterson and and a lot of Johnny Rumley. You had some people, uh, Ward Jeffrey. You had some people who was actually it went to some of these guys went to Cup and went to running up near the front. And he come up to me at Martinsville. We sat on the pole that day. It's like '96 or somewhere along in there. He come over and he said. Uh, Ronnie, can you help me out? And I said, yeah, well, you need. He said, would you go out and let me follow you for four or five laps? And then he said his crew chief, who it was, our crew guy, said, come over. said, Ronnie, gets around here pretty good, and he's late model. See if he'll kind of show you the line. So that's what I did. He followed, followed me, and he said, can you move over? No, I take it back. I had it backwards. He said, you follow me a few laps, and I'll most you by. And then vice versa. I said, that's fine. He went out there, and he just would, was not getting around the track. And he come over, and he said, he said, what am I doing wrong? I said, man, you just got to roll it down in the corner harder. And, and I said, you're slowing up too much getting in. And I said, just let that thing rotate getting down, you know, in the center and get you a good run off. And I said, you'll get there. It's just going to take you while. Of course, nobody knew, and I didn't know how far he was going to go in racing. But I tell people that, you will be shocked how many people say, I'll say, of course, my crew people know what's down there with me was crew. They'll come up and say, yeah, I'm sure that, that you showed Dale Jr. how to get around Martinsville. And I said, listen, everybody starts sometime, and his dad was running cup. His dad was not there with him to help him. So you help, you know, you do what you um, can. Okay. I won't tell you a story on Henley Gray. All right, make this one a quick one. Make it quick. Okay, Henley Gray live near you guys? Uh, well, he, well, he's not with us anymore, is he? Yeah, he's still living. Is he? I didn't know that. Sorry, Henley, <laughs> if you're listening. I'm sorry. Uh, no, well, I don't know where he lives, so. Here's what I was going to tell you if people don't know. I'll make it quick. Henley Gray was telling me, I was telling him here a while back, I hadn't talked to him in 30 years. He's from Rome, Georgia, I think, but go ahead. show up, you'd have four, and all these cats show up and only run a few times, and he said, 
we doctored our tires, and I said, doctor, your tires? He said, yeah, I was taking left-side tires and taking a Greg on, we'll get off, can talk about this a little bit later. He would take the left-side numbers and somehow vulcanize, cut them, vulcanize them and put left-side numbers and, and make them right-side. He'd take right-side numbers and put them on left-side tires. And then for qualifying, he would take those left-side tires and put on the car to qualify. So what it amounted to, instead of having two softer left-side and two harder right-side, you'd have four softer right-side. And I said, I always wondered, Charlotte, the last day would be three days qualifying. I need to pick up uh, 1500s to make a show. And we do everything we could, and I drive my butt off trying to get in, and we pick up 1500s, and some of y'all cats would pick up two and a half, three tenths. He said we had them softer tires on, and he said, plus people was running uh, some big motors. And Greg can tell you about that, where they was taking, they thump number one cylinder, and they make seven illegal cylinders and one legal cylinder. Now, some everybody wasn't doing that, but some people. So Greg had to tell about that. I'm sure he knows about it. I don't know. His dad and him, Bud, all did it, but he might can uh, lighten on that, you know, sometime when he's got a minute. Ronnie. Great talking to you. I want to say one thing, though. I had a long interview uh, with D.K. Ulrich one time, and he was doing that with the left side and right side tires and making a mold of the numbers and using Pam to make them come out and gluing them on there. And uh, he used to sell them to Harry Hyde back when Bobby Isaac was winning all those pole positions and everything. He said, Harry, they won some sort of award one year for winning the most poles. And and uh, DK said Harry gave it to him for all them illegal tires he made. Hey, guess who? Guess who Henley Gray was doing it for? Who? Do you remember when um, when Donny Ellis was driving number one Hawaiian Tropic for Paul oh, Selton? Yeah, sure do. He said when he sat on the pole at Darlington or Charlotte or where it was set on the pole, he said he had my left side tires on the right side. I'd fix the numbers up for him. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Hey, Ronnie, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you and, and just having some personal time with you at uh, Mount Airy and these other events. And thank you so much for coming on. You're a great guest, and I really do appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys for calling. And I hope fans can show up uh, September the 10th at Mount Airy. going to be a couple of, I don't know, I'd say a couple hundred. It's going to be at least 100 vintage race cars there on Saturday and a lot of drivers and crew members. I hope folks can show up. And uh, Mike Hill, my brother, he said to tell you, hey, and like you was talking about before, you can tell a true racer by his hands. If you look and see scars on his knuckles, that means he was a racer. Yep. Yes, it did. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you so much. And we'll be talking to you down the road. Perry, Alan, Greg, all y'all bunch. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. What a great interview that was with uh, Ronnie Thomas. Uh, he done something like the man Dan Rome, Georgia, CEO. Uh, we actually went to a veterinarian place and got a dog where they operate on a dog. Uh-huh. And got the razor blade and the handle and stuff. And uh, we would actually on dirt tires, cut the numbers off and super glue them to a different tire. I, I, there was a, must have been a lot of that going on because D, DK told me that story. And I said, God, who in the world would come up with that? Well, it looks like a lot of people did. We got a little bit behind there, but it was worth it. Let's take a break. Come back. 
and uh, talk about what's going on in uh, last week and what we can look forward to this week. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. What a great guest. You just wind him up and he's, uh, he's get out of the way. Yeah, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, oh, I want to make another note here. First of all, let's thank Lanny McKinney. I mentioned him for being under the weather, but I didn't mention him for all the things that he does for us, maintaining Budmore, the Budmore Engineering website and our podcast, which uh, 
I think Ronnie's actually been teaming up with him so they can both get that done. And uh, it's been coming out real well. We uh going to have to do something different this week because uh, I don't have the flash drive. I didn't bring one. So, anyway, that's internal stuff y'all don't care about. Uh, and uh, Ronnie says he only had COVID once. I, okay. I, I dreamed it up. Okay. Jake, my son, had it twice. But uh, anyway, and I'm pretty sure Deb did. All right. Well, we've already talked quite a bit about the cup race last week, and uh, Chase Elliott was declared the winner. Tyler Reddick, who is getting pretty hot here, and uh, as a, a lame duck driver for Richard Childress for a whole no, you know, I can't believe he's going to go a whole another year before he joins Toyota. Uh, dry, uh, a bit of lame duck for a few I, races is the whole thing, but a whole season. I kind of heard rumors that uh, actually the other team has bought out his con contract uh-huh. and you know like i said before i don't think uh richard childers would want him in his stall for I don't another think year so. nope so uh he probably gonna pass that contract on to the other team and they'll probably buy it out or whatever kind of like you football teams and stuff buy out somebody's contract yep. or whatever happens all the time uh third was daniel suarez with a, a good race fourth was one of uh Joe Gibbs' legal Toyotas with uh, Christopher Bell. Fifth, Kyle Larson. Sixth, Michael McDowell. And as we heard, uh, they had some pretty severe penalties, that, but they are appealing theirs, and uh, we'll have to see how that comes out. Seventh was Martin Truex and the other legal Toyota of Joe's, Joe Gibbs. Eighth, another good race for Bubba Wallace. Ninth, Eric Jones. And tenth was Austin Dillon. The points, uh, as of... Right now, as they go into Indianapolis, it's uh, Chase Elliott has four wins. Ross Chastain has two. Joey Logano is third, and he has two. Fourth, William Byron with two. Denny Hamlin is fifth with two. Then the drivers with one win in order. Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez, Tyler Reddick, Austin Sendrick, Chase Briscoe, and Kurt Busch, who is going to miss another race this week, so he'll fall out of it. The other two drivers that haven't got a win uh, but are in the playoffs as of right now, Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex. Well, did you watch the interview with Ross Chastain after he come out of the infield care center? Yes. And they asked him, he said, well, I guess I deserved it. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> he said, I've had it coming for a while. I've had it coming for a while. Just man up. That's the way yep. I like it. Yep. Just man up. Don't, don't complain about the other driver. Let's just, uh, well... We'll see if they, they asked him if it, they were even. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he acted like it wasn't over. And if he, the way I took that was, if I have to do something again to win the race, I'll do it again. Do it again. Yes, that's what you get paid for. And like, paid back for. Paid back for. <laughs> you right. Let me, uh, let me jump to the trucks real quick that uh, Deb mentioned. They're already in their playoffs with the top 10 uh, trucks in uh, – in contention for that well they ran last night at international at uh, indianapolis raceway park i'm always I, I shouldn't call it that it's lucas oil speedway or something but it's always been well actually the title they've got here is lucas oil indianapolis raceway park so anyway that track's been around a long time i used to love it back in the 90s when he used to have thursday night thunder and all that stuff with the midgets and everything yep. bush grand national went there yep that, but did you go up there yes pearson yes i did how'd you do I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) It was hot. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway, they ran last night, and Grant Enfinger won the race. Uh, 
not particularly close. I mean, a few car lengths, I believe it was, maybe 10 or so, over uh, Ben Rhodes, who was second. Third is Zane Smith. Fourth was Stuart Friesen. Fifth, Corey Heim. Uh, all of those guys were in the playoffs. The first guy that was not or is not, sixth was Tyler Ankrum. Seventh, Lane Riggs. I'm not familiar with him. Then eighth was Ty Majeski, who's a playoff participant. Ninth, Matt Crafton, who's in the playoffs. And tenth, John Hunter Nemechek, who was battling for the lead and got sort of slipped up into the wall there accidentally on purpose by somebody. The other guys that are in the playoffs that had lousy finishes were Christian Eckes was 16th. Chandler Smith was 18th. Carson Hosevar, my man, was 21st. And Taylor Gray was 22nd. The points as of the first playoff race, Zane Smith is leading. Ben Rhodes second. Grant Enfinger third. Fourth is Stuart Friesen. Fifth, John Nemechek. Sixth, Chandler Smith. Seventh, Ty Majeski. Eighth, Carson Hosefar. Ninth, Matt Crafton. And tenth, Christian Eckes. And a lot of that, the reason uh, Enfinger is not winning is because of stage points and things like that. So that's the trucks. Get to Xfinity real quick, which it was a very lousy race for our our local car uh, with uh, Jeremy Clements driving. Although we were, uh, uh, it was a gorgeous car, form and fly, fly and form concrete structures. But uh, he started 18th and finished 32nd. He was running up there with them, and uh, as they came through the third turn, they don't have four at, at the tricky triangle. One of my favorites, uh, Santino Ferrucci, the IndyCar driver, lost it in front of the pack, and uh, piling into it was Ricky Stenhouse, and Jeb Burton hit that inside pit wall, got wedged in there between uh, Stenhouse and Burton, and flipped over on his top, slid down the front straightaway for a pretty good distance, and, of course, there was no fire, no hurry, and they they would have to move a little quicker if there was a problem like, uh, like they didn't have, like fire or something like that because they took their sweet time turning the car over the way they hook up the two tow trucks and sort of revolve it using cables and things and a spectacular crash nobody hurt cars torn up but jeremy was sort of i guess following behind that and he stuffed it into the wall and that was that for him he is uh well i'll get to that in a second noah cragson was the winner ty gibbs was second josh berry third aj allmendinger fourth Sheldon Creed, fifth. Sam Mayer, sixth. Justin Allgaier, seventh. Austin Hill, eighth. Daniel Hemrick, ninth. And Cole Custer is tenth, or was tenth. The point standings as of, uh, and I'm not sure, they've got a few races to go, maybe four or five until their playoffs start. A.J. Allmendinger is the point leader. Justin Allgaier is second with uh, 16 points back. Ty Gibbs is third, 22 points back. Josh Berry is fourth. Noah Craxton, fifth. Austin Hill, sixth. Brandon Jones, seventh. Sam Mayer, eighth. Riley Herbst, ninth. And Daniel Hemrick, tenth. Um, actually, uh, Jeremy Clements moved up a spot. He's 18th in the points. He's 23 points out of 17th, 57 points out of 16th. But he's got to get to the top 12, and he's 123 points behind Landon Castle. He needs to win a race. He's good on road courses. In uh, this race last year, by the way, he had eighth place finishes in both the stages but when it came down to uh um the checkered flag he wound up 14th so he ran good the whole race and remember cars were flying all over the place and parts were coming off and there were caution flags 
And uh, he survived all that and just got shuffled back at the end. I think this is going to be one of them deals uh, where you're going to have to get off sequence with the rest of the crowd, you know, pit two mm-hmm. laps early and uh, hope for a caution or something like that. Then that improves your track position and uh, bring home a win. Yep. Well, this is a long road course, and it's got a lot of turns, so we'll see how that plays out. ARCA, quickly, they ran um, yesterday afternoon, and uh, Chandler Smith was the winner. Sammy Smith was second. Taylor Gray, third. Daniel Dye, fourth. Connor Mosack, fifth. Jesse Love, sixth. Nick Sanchez, seventh. Rajah Carruth was eighth. Dylan Smith, ninth. And tenth was Greg Van Oss. That's three Smiths in the top ten. <coughs> There was a nasty crash in that race with uh, Tori Breidinger, the female that married to the Saskatchewan Rough Rider. She sort of got high in one and two and scraped into the wall, but this has got to be a female with a name like Mandy Chick. But Mandy came in there and plowed into her. Her car burst into flames and parts flew off of it. It was a real ugly crash, but nobody was hurt. But, uh, the ARCA standings, Rajah Karuth is still the leader. He has a one-point lead over Nick Sanchez. Third is Daniel Dye. Fourth is still Tony Breidinger. Fifth, Greg Van Alt. Sixth, Amber Balkane. Seventh, Brad Smith. Eighth, Sammy Smith. Ninth, Zachary Tinkle. And tenth is Taylor Gray, who's doing a lot of truck racing these days. Um, their next race will be next Saturday at Michigan in the Henry Ford Health Systems 200. We'll have more information about that next week. Let's take our last break. Come back and uh, wrap this thing up. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Tracing roots to 1832, Jenny is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, 
financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on-the-go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. You know, last week I noticed Ronnie said, start me up, Alan. <laughs> start me up, AJ. They had two IndyCar races last weekend. They ran one. Uh, I guess they didn't know I was at a wedding. And then they ran another one on Sunday. The Saturday race um, was the uh, HiVDeals.com 250. And that was at Iowa Speedway in Newton, Iowa. And the winner was Joseph Newgarten. Second was Patricio Award. Third, Will Power. Fourth, Renus VK. And let's not forget his name is Renus Van Kalmuth. So we call him VK. Fifth is Scott Dixon. Sixth, Alex Pillow. Seventh, Roman Groshan. Uh, eighth, Marcus Erickson. Ninth, Graham Rahal. And tenth, Christian Lungard. And eleventh was Jimmy Johnson. What would you tell me about Jimmy during the break? Well, I think everybody was worried about Jimmy Johnson. They kept him off the ovals to start with and let him run the road courses. And you know how them road courses turned out. Oh, we he tore up some cars. Yeah. But now he got over on these ovals. And uh, he seems like, you know, he was rookie of the year at Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, was running good. Well, ten I laps to go, he good. was the leader. And yes. Eight laps to go, he was in the and, fence. And now we take him to a small, I mean, to me, it's a, like a fishbowl for Indy cars. The way, how fast they got around there, and he just he just sat right there, was out running the best of them on the on the round track. That so is a point eight nine four oval. Yes, and Not uh, quite a mile. Uh, and they flat get around that thing, and he was he was going on the high side, and they was talking. The announcer says, "There's nobody supposed to be up that high." <laughs> well, guess what? He was. <laughs> well, he. Uh, is actually exceeding my expectations uh, this year. So let's see what happened to him Sunday. It was even better. 
Patricio O'Ward was the winner, and that he drives for Arrow McLaren. Second was Will Power. Third, Scott McLaughlin. Fourth, Scott Dixon. And fifth was Jimmy Johnson in the American Legion Chip Ganassi car. And uh, he was one spot ahead of your Indianapolis 500 race winner, Marcus Erickson. So uh, Jimmy accounted for himself quite well last weekend at uh, at Iowa. And this, by the way, was the High V Salute to Farmers 300. So it was a little bit longer. Um, seventh was Felix Rosenquist. Eighth was David Malukas, who he is uh, battling, uh, Jimmy is, for Rookie of the Year. Ninth, Roman Groshan, and tenth, Takuma Sato. And um, so the points after the second race at Iowa on Sunday, Marcus Erickson is the point leader. He's got an eight-point lead over Will Power. Third is Joseph Newgarten, who is tied for third with Scott Dixon. Fifth is Patricio O'Ward. Sixth, Alex Pillow. Seventh, Scott McLaughlin. Eighth, Colton Herta. Ninth, Felix Rosenquist. And 10th is Alexander Rossi. Looking on down the line here, Jimmy Johnson is in 20th place. So, Jimmy's uh, he's doing a little better than he did last year. So, uh, we'll, we'll be pulling for him on the road course. He'll need all the help he can get. And that will be, uh, uh, well, let me tell you when that is exactly. That's uh, today. At, uh, in the Gallagher Grand Prix, they call that. Not sure who or what Gallagher is, but I'm sure we'll find out. Formula One was at uh, uh, France. The French Grand Prix, let me give you a little history. In 1921 um, was the first time, and up to that point, uh, it was 40-something something years before it happened again. But in 1921, um, Jimmy Murphy won the French Grand Prix in a Duesenberg, which was an American car. And an American car and an American driver did not win the French Grand Prix again until Dan Gurney did it in 1967 in one of his Eagles. Um, he also took that same car, put a, put a Miller engine in it, and won the 1922 Indianapolis 500. He was killed in uh, uh, Syracuse, New York in 24. But... Uh, Jimmy Murphy, one of the early first great stars of, uh, of open wheel racing in the United States. The race was won by Max Verstappen and, uh, Charles Leclerc started on the pole and was, had a pretty comfortable lead until he met the wall on the 17th lap. And, uh, that's twice he's crashed out while leading this year for Ferrari. I think he might be a bigger follower. <laughs> well, leader. I don't know, but he's uh, he's up there in the points, which we'll get to in a second. Um, there was a couple of crashes. Another one by uh, Yuki Tsunoda, who uh, uh, Ocon took him out. And uh, our boy Kevin Magnuson had a crash. And on the 37th lap, took him out. So uh, it was uh, not a good day for the Americans and the Italian cars. But Max Verstappen was the winner. Lewis Hamilton was second. His teammate, George Russell, was third. Sergio Perez was fourth. Carlos Sainz was fifth. Fernando Alonso was sixth. Lando Norris, seventh. Esteban Ocon was eighth. Daniel Ricciardo, ninth. And Lance Stahl, tenth. They will run um, Sunday in the Hungarian Grand Prix, and that is Magyarod, Hungary, where they run that one at the Hungary Ring is what they call it. I found out that in German, if you put ring on the end of it, it means speedway, as a Nürburgring, 
and Osterreich ring in Austria and so on and so forth. So the points in Formula One, and it's kind of one-sided. Max Verstappen uh, is the leader, and he's got a 63-point lead over Charles Leclerc, who uh, can't stay out of the wall when he's leading the race, evidently. Sergio Perez is third. Carlos Sainz is fourth. George Russell is fifth. Lewis Hamilton, sixth. Lando Norris, seventh. Esteban Ocon is eighth. Valtteri Bottas, ninth. And Fernando Alonso is tenth. Kevin Magnussen has dropped to 11th. He's uh, 15 points out of the top 10. Um, and as I said, they will run at Hungary on Sunday morning. We'll have that time in just a minute. The WeatherTech Sports Car Series, they uh, are off. The points um, there, Tom Blomquist is, uh, is first. Felipe Albuquerque and, and uh, Ricky Taylor are 56 points back, tied for second. Sebastian Bourdais and Ringer Vanderzandy are fourth. Sixth are Alex Lynn and Earl Bamber. Eighth is Pipo Durrani, who is 274 points out of the lead and um, far cry from last year when they um, won the championship. Excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, Oliver Jarvis is ninth. The uh, WeatherTech Sports Card Championship will be running next week, uh, next Sunday at Elkhart Lake, and we will be talking about that more next week. Television. Today, uh, Saturday, July 30th, uh, right about now at 11.30, well, it's underway, is practicing qualifying for um, the cup cars at Indianapolis. The uh, Formula One qualifying is also underway. Uh, and by the way, that's on USA. ESPN2 has Formula One qualifying. Then uh, later on this afternoon, the Indy cars will run at, well, they're running pretty soon. They're running on uh at 12 o'clock on uh, Peacock, on NBC and Peacock. So uh, just about the time we're going off the air, we've got IndyCar racing starting. Uh, next would be the Xfinity Series at 3.30, and that's on NBC and Peacock. So uh, get to see Jeremy. Hopefully have a real good finish on the, the big network instead of USA. They got him on the, the mothership, the NBC. That would be Channel 4 in Greenville around here. Tomorrow morning at 8.55, they've got Formula One on ESPN, and that is the mothership. Uh, that's from Hungary. NASCAR uh, Winston Cup, I knew I'd say it. NASCAR Cup will be at 2.30, pre-race uh, starting at 2. And that, of course, is on NBC at Indianapolis on the road course, unfortunately. I wish the Cup would always run on the, uh, on the big track, but they don't care what I think. Highlighted this one for you, Alan. Four o'clock, you can switch over if you get too disgusted with a NASCAR. Um, the NHRA is in Seattle, live on Fox. I like it, Greg. I know you do. Uh, looking ahead to next week, uh, next Saturday at eleven fifty-five in the morning on Peacock will be IMSA Sports Car Championship uh, Weather Tech. Uh, that would be uh, Mike Hill and the uh, Wheeling Engineering boys. Uh, the 6.30 on MAV TV, I'm sorry, that's going to be, uh, that says, uh, that says that that's a rerun. So, uh, forget that weather tech stuff until I tell you when the race actually is, but at 6.30 on, uh, for Michigan next, uh, week, and that's pretty late to be live, but, uh, the ARCA race on MAV TV, it looks like they'd be running out of sunlight maybe. Uh, but we'll see. 
Uh, Sunday, August the 7th on Peacock and USA will be uh, the WeatherTech Sports Card Championship, and that will be live from 1140 to 220, it says here, and uh, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of racing on and uh, a lot of racing locally. Alan, we got four minutes to fill. Well, uh, you hadn't told me how nervous you were last Saturday about this time. You know, it was, of course, I'd never had experienced anything like that before. My, my son got married at the courthouse, so uh, well, at a magistrate or someplace up in Boiling Springs, so didn't have all this hoopla, but Hannah more than made up for it. We had more of everything <laughs> than we needed, uh, more booze, and uh, only half the families drank, uh, my my half <laughs> and we had a lot left over and um the uh, uh food was delicious we had a lot of that we got some cake in the freezer so uh i think everybody had a good time and no fights broke out unlike uh some weddings i've attended before so it was a, a it really went off it couldn't have been much better hannah was beautiful i made a charming speech which i'd love to hear again since we had two videographers running running around videotaping stuff in case one of them missed something i guess it was hot though i'm telling you what they went outside after the ceremony and got under this big willow tree and i mean it, it had their picture made with everybody this is the what hannah and jeremy and it was uh uh it was just miserably hot outside so uh stayed inside a lot got to see a lot of old friends from uh and relatives uh, had them coming down from uh, new york upstate new york ithaca like i said and uh it was just a good time all the way around um abuelito uh my father-in-law came up he's 90 would he be be 92 years old he came up from west palm beach with his sister i mean his daughter and and some of his grandchildren and in fact one of the grandkids uh, i didn't take her to the airport till wednesday she's at florida state university so uh she flew from tallahassee to atlanta to greenville spartanburg and back on wednesday so uh that was uh it was good to see everybody it went off real well thanks for asking all right and uh unfortunately greg couldn't make it greg and roberta because he's greg said he can't even get in out of a car yet so he's he's taking about two or three weeks before he gets back uh that might be uh wishful thinking but i went to see him and uh i mean he's walking around but he is he is beat up he's got an arm in a sling and uh his right arm and, and he's bruised up and uh Greg, we're thinking about you, and uh, we'll have you on the show next week. Um, you sent me a picture. I was sitting outside, uh, I guess that was Wednesday or Thursday night, waiting on a storm to hit, and you sent me a picture from the fishing hole. I was down at uh, Big D's on Thursday night. Uh, that's in Union, right? That's in Union. I guessed it. I guessed uh, right. Yes, you did. Uh, I seen the storms coming down down 176, and I text you. I was wanting to know if I wasn't doing too good fishing, and uh, – if it started raining, I was wanting to get a head start on loading my stuff up, and I was headed out of there. <laughs> I saw three lines in the water there for actually, you. Actually, there's four. Oh, was I? Maybe uh, the, I'll, I'll well, look at the picture I, again. I just, no, I, I only seen a picture of three, but I, I really didn't need none, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it was one of them deals of I sat there and just watched rods uh, sit in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so Kind of like I got, well, I've been going to a different lake for about the last month and a half. This is the first time I went back down to this lake, and uh, just like racing, you stay out of it, you get behind. No big thick envelopes. No big thick envelopes. Well, I was a, I was a, I was a donator. I was not a dominator. 
<laughs> Sounds like Mr. Wilson might have a thick something uh, yeah. there. And uh, y'all go down to Mississippi and buy that race car. Yeah, he come by this morning at 9 o'clock. I hope he's listening. And uh, he's wanting to go to Mississippi awful bad and uh, pick up like, a race car. Sounds like you about got him to sit in here since we had extra seats and I microphone. Well, he told me, he said, get in the truck and sit beside me. I said, no, we're going to go on to the radio station. He said, oh, I can't get on that radio station. I said, he said, I might say something wrong. I said, well, me and Perry do it. <laughs> <laughs> we say something wrong every week. But, uh, no, that's great. And we appreciate uh, Mr. Wilson giving us some uh, good things to talk about. Let's get that 25T back on the track as soon as possible. Thank you for listening. I thought we had a great show after we got uh, – a little rough start there with the microphones and things. Natalie, nobody's coming that I know of. And the rest of you, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved.